Welcome to Truth and Grace with John and Mark. In this podcast, we tackle difficult issues related to living, loving, and leading in a broken world. Today, we're going to be talking about part two of restoration. We hope you find this discussion helpful and encouraging. So let's dive into the conversation with our hosts, John and Mark. So last week, John, we talked about brokenness. I feel like that's sort of one of those topics that we could exhaust we could never exhaust i mean because the the well of brokenness in the world and sometimes it feels like in our own lives is is pretty deep but i love the fact that we didn't really just dwell on the brokenness part we you know broke we only talk about brokenness because we understand that god brings restoration mm-hmm. so we talked about some heavy subjects last week we gave people some really practical stuff to walk away with what we didn't talk about was who are we <laughs> you know and why should people even take the time to listen to us so uh tell me a couple of things about yourself that you know you think the audience ought to know yeah last week we talked about some of your brokenness this week we get to talk about my brokenness <laughs> so no i you know for for people who know me um a uh, lot of brokenness early in my life um uh, I was at a young age. Uh, There's a lot of fractures in our family. Uh, I I probably would say dysfunctional. Uh, it's funny because I always have to be careful. My mom might be listening. So uh, <laughs> I love my mom. I love my dad. But there was just a lot of dysfunctional brokenness in our house and went through divorce. And so m- between myself and my wife, our parents have 13 marriages. Oh my goodness. So there's... I could write a book on brokenness and some of those younger ages, it was probably what a lot of people have gone through Uh, a dad who, whether he would admit it or not, I certainly felt like it was a constant, not good enough, not measuring up a stupid, you know, some, some of those kind of things, um, you know, and uh, because of the brokenness that they had going on, I had that, that thing of just feeling like I was just looked over a uh, lot of uh, seeds of anger became roots of bitterness. Mm. And so through my teenage years, a lot of drugs and alcohol, played sports. I loved sports, played college football, as you know, bouncing bars. And through those times, I came to know Christ. I w- went to jail, and I try to put it like this. It was like the best day of my life, and it was the worst day of my life all at the same time. Uh, but here is the key in it, that I came to Christ. And I, especially when we start talking about restoration— is, is like there was a salvation experience. I'm headed to heaven. But man, on this end of the life, I had a lot of broken areas in my life. So it wasn't just to say a prayer and it's all fixed. And sometimes in the church, we do that. We come to an altar and say a prayer and we expect it all to go away. But it just doesn't work that way. And I've been a pastor and missionary and, you know, done a lot of things in, in life and ministry. But those broken areas can be something that just, you know, a continual needing God through the power of the Holy Spirit to help me navigate through some of those areas. So I don't know about you, but I feel like I'm still constantly in that process of God. I agree healing. with you. You are constantly <laughs> in that process. <laughs> I know you pretty well. So <laughs> All right. Can we call can we call John's wife? Can we get John's wife on the phone here? Uh, no, serious. Uh, all right. So we talked about our brokenness and those sorts of things. Uh, just to bring a light note here to the thing. All right, I got two questions for you. Okay. All right. So first car. What was your first car? My first was a Dodge Duster. Oh wow. Okay. And All it right. was a green machine. All right. And yeah. and then of course something I know you are passionate about. Mm-hmm. So favorite football team. Oh man. I 
Sorry, but I am a Dallas Cowboy <laughs> fanatic, and I know that that will annoy some people. Uh, it is, it's America's team, or we like to think it is. But yeah, love, and I love the Florida Gators. Yeah, which so is going to bring more hatred, <laughs> <laughs> jealousy. I should say jealousy. Yeah, yeah. well, there is that. Uh, well, so we've talked about brokenness. Yeah. One of the things I I love about John Bailey is you have a not only a history of working through your own stuff, but helping lots of people work through theirs. I mean, I've known you long enough to, you know, known you in college, known you when you were a missionary, and then seeing you plant a church from started with seven people and ended with, I mean, when you walked away from there to come here, one, you left the church incredibly healthy. It's continuing to thrive and do phenomenally well because of the leaders you raised up. Um, But like, there's just like a, if a church could have a trophy case in the lobby that was the trophies were trophies of grace of lives that had been redeemed and restored, mm-hmm. you know, you're, that, that lobby would have been full of lives that had been restored. Give us some examples, one or two examples of, you don't have to tell names of things, but of people whose lives you saw like transformed by the power of God. Yeah. You know, first thing I want, and thank you, you're, you're very kind and God has been very, uh, kind to me in ministry, given me a lot of great people. So the work that God did in Jacksonville was a whole lot of people serving and loving Jesus. But, you know, we had a lot of people come with their, with their, when you plant a church, you don't get everybody that comes all together. You get people that come. And um, you don't always get the people you want. <laughs> you get the people God sends you. Well, some of them may be listening. So I got everyone that I wanted. <laughs> the great people, amazing people. But, you know, th- this is a thing I find in life. We all This is an issue we all deal with. Mm. There's nobody that goes, oh, no, I just got born and my parents were perfect and I lived perfect and I went to church and I'm perfect. And I'm just, you know, I, you know, do little sins. But, you know, I've never really done anything too wrong. I, I used to believe that when I was a young Christian. Mm. And the longer that I've been that I've walked with God and the more people that I know, I go, um, yeah, that's not really true. I think that's a facade that people put up because we all have areas of brokenness. And so, you know, a few things that, um, you know, one time I did counseling with a couple, they came to me and, uh, I mean, they were ready for divorce mm. and, um, the man had an affair with the, with his wife's sister. Oh my. I know. That's what I said. Then the wife had an affair with the man's best friend. And they both came to me and they're like, they're ready to quit and, you know, affairs and hated each other and ready, you know, and, uh, and I just started off with a place and I just said, Hey, um, I know this is at a breaking point. I don't know what's going to happen here moving forward, but, but can I just ask you a question? Can you believe God to step into your situation? If he caused the children of Israel, two to 3 million of them to walk on dry land, across the Red Sea, does he have the power to heal your marriage? And both of them were like, well, he has the power. I don't think that he can, but, and I said, well, if you can just take him on him. And we started a process of Mm -hmm. going through the issues and asking God and believing God. Well, the great thing is, is today uh, they are leaders in the church. They love God, walking with God. God's doing great things in their life. And, and, and here's the thing I'd like to take credit for you for it, but truthfully it's just somebody that has walked through and knows the power and the strength of God 
as you begin to help navigate through those issues, you can go, you know, uh, I was in some broken places and I trust the Lord and he saw me through. And I want to tell you today, he knows how to see you through. And you may be watching today. Maybe you're, you know, in, in watching the podcast today and you're going, I'm in a pretty broken place. Uh, you guys have no idea how far away from God I am, how broken I feel, how helpless my situation is. Here's what I want to tell you. There is no place that you can go that's so far away from God's grace and his restoration power. He has the power to do it. All he needs is somebody to cooperate. And so I want to encourage you today. Will you cooperate and let the Lord do that work? Because he is more than able to do it. Johnny, it's obvious that you are incredibly passionate about this subject. I mean, I, I know you've you've seen personal restoration. You've seen other people's lives restored. What's what's in your heart? What what makes you so passionate about this subject? Yeah, and I'll, I'll describe a, a story that I love in the Bible. When Jeremiah, uh, God tells Jeremiah to go down to the potter's house, mm. and so he goes to the day in the life of a potter. And I and I don't want to go through in detail with the story, but. Uh, one of the first things that a potter would do, would the, the potter would go into the garbage dump early in the morning. And, and God tells Jeremiah, I want you to go see what he does in the day. And the first thing that he would do is take the broken pieces of pottery. And then he would, he would go back to where he would, he would make his pottery. And he would, crush, he would crush the pottery. And that dust he would put into the clay because it would strengthen the clay so that when this you know, beautiful pottery would come out, it would be strengthened by those broken pieces of pottery from the garbage dump. Mm. And here's the truth is that all of us live with this, this mar of brokenness in the world that we live in. You can't escape it. I don't care how, how hard you try to get away from it. The truth of it is we have, we have these issues. It's a fallen world and we're fallen people and it affects all of us. And so what God does is he takes some of those most broken pieces and he's done this in my own life. Mm. And he's taken the shattered pieces that I thought were, were hopeless, that I would never see joy. I would never see the, the life and the, uh, the power and the presence of God. And he shifted that. But some of that was through those broken pieces. So as much as I hate some of those moments of brokenness in my life, but those are the very things that he uses to create something that's powerful and amazing that gets, gets our eyes off of us into a lost and a broken world. And so... You know, the Lord is, you know, thankfully used me in those areas. Mm. But I'm passionate about restoration because I have seen God with my own eyes. I have watched him transform lives. And I know that Jesus is the hope and the life for the world. So if he could just get us to align ourselves with the work that he's trying to do. And so, I, man, I want to shout it from the housetops <laughs> because people are in just desperate, dark places. Yeah, absolutely. And if they could just open their eyes, man, God can do something really yeah. powerful. I love the fact that you brought up this idea of the potter's house and Jeremiah. You know, two of my favorite analogies or illustrations in life related to restoration have to do with this. And they, they one of them is the whole idea of, you know, the biblical concept or the biblical word for hypocrite yeah. literally meant without wax. Mm. And the idea was in history when someone would drop a piece of pottery and it broke, that in order to put it back together— they would use wax to put it back together. So on the surface, mm. it would look whole. Right. But the moment it was exposed to heat, yeah. it fell apart. <laughs> so it wasn't real. 
It yep. wasn't valuable. It wasn't usable. Yep. So hip, a hypocrite or someone, you know, who was not a hypocrite was someone who didn't have wax in there. You know, yeah. they were the authentic version. The second part of that, though, is there's this, I, I know I'm a bit of a nerd in this area, but I, I love- <laughs> You are a nerd. Yeah, I know, I know. It's, you know, you might as well own it. We talked about that last week, didn't we? Um, but there's a, there's a Japanese art form called kintsui that has to do with taking a piece of pottery that mm-hmm. looks beautiful in itself, yeah. But they intentionally break it. And then when they put it back together, they seal the broken pieces with gold. Mm. And so it, it takes its own art form. And what's interesting is that the final product is way more valuable yep. than the original. That's what I love about God's restoration. Yep. Not only can he put a marriage back together. Mm-hmm. The final product is better than the original product. That's it. It's like that couple you talked about with, you know, with the the affairs. Their marriage today is better than their marriage was pre-affair. I mean, there was a brokenness already in their marriage that led to that sinfulness that brought additional brokenness. And God's restoration made their marriage today better than it was in the in the past. Amen. And only God can do that, where he takes the broken, puts it back together, and it winds up actually more valuable and worth more than it was in the beginning. That's awesome. You know what? You're a smart nerd. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it, along the same lines is if you go to the most valuable cars in the world. Mm. They're not cars that, were, that came right, right off the assembly line. They're cars that were restored yeah. from from places where they were rust was you know built in but once they were restored go go to the most expensive cars in the world so is exactly what you're saying the new testament uh understanding of restoration is is better than ever and i want to tell you that cuz there's there's people that are watching today that go it can never, it, you know, I was married and he left me and now my life can never be good. I want to tell you, it, your life can be the best it's ever been. But you have to move beyond the thinking of, oh, well, it'll never be that good. And, oh, I'm so broken. Listen, God has the power to meet you in that place if you just let him. Yeah, but you got to let go of the past yep. to move to the future. Yep. If you're always hanging on to what, you know, because what I've discovered, at least in my own life, you know, when, when I'm feeling down, when I'm like, you know, wanting to dwell on the the broken things, the the past that really wasn't that great all of a sudden looks really great to me. Yeah. You know, I, it looks better. I was a better athlete. I was a better everything, <laughs> you know. <laughs> you know, and so, you know, we got to let go of that because we can't reach for what God wants to do in the future if we've got one hand tied, you know, to, to the to the brokenness of the past. So, yeah. I mean, I'm sure you've seen that in ministry when you're walking with people through this kind of stuff. 100%. You know, in the Bible, people talk about the greatest sin in the Bible uh, is the greatest sin, you know, adultery or homosexuality. What's the greatest sin in the Bible? The greatest sin in the Bible is unbelief. Because, listen, if you're if you're a, a drug addict, God can deal with the drugs. If you're an alcoholic, if you've had an affair, God can deal with all of that. But the one thing that he can't deal with is unbelief. Mm-hmm. If you can come to God, it doesn't matter what the issues are. 
how deep the brokenness is, how far away you may feel from God or people, how how fractured the relationships are. Listen, if you can just believe, and that's the true biblical faith of trusting God, that God, you know how to maybe not repair all of the circumstances in my life, but you know how to repair me. Right. And if you can get into some of those deep, broken places and begin to repair them, I'm going to tell you, that's the abundant life. The abundant life was Jesus came to give abundant life, not to everybody who lives in the palace and has has a you know perfect set of circumstances. But listen, in the most broken places, Jesus went to the lepers and to the blind and to the hurting and to the woman taken in adultery. Those are the people that when they could begin to see the glory and the power of God, that the restoration process began. And listen, today is just taking those areas and say, God, Today, I'm asking you, I'm inviting you to come into these areas and and be God over these situations. You know, the passage that John just referred to was, when he's talking about Jesus and abundant life, the predecessor to that, in that first part of that passage, it says the enemy, his job is to steal, to kill, and to destroy. But Jesus came to bring life and life more abundant. Maybe you're listening to us today and you just feel absolutely broken. You can look back in your past and you can see the work of the enemy. You see that he has brought, he has lied to you. He has stolen from you. He has tried to kill you. We want to remind you today that Jesus came to bring abundant life. And so no matter what you're facing in your life today, we want you to invite Christ into your brokenness. Own it. Let him own it. Let him repair it. Let him fix it. And one of the things we always want to do at the end of all of our podcasts is to take a moment to pray for you. We believe that God wants to invite himself. He wants to be he wants to walk into your house and make himself at home and he wants to bring healing to you. At this we're going to pray for you, but we also want to invite you to always call World Challenge. We have a prayer line here where you can call, you can get someone to pray with you. Those notes will be either on the screen or in the show notes of the audio version of the podcast. And so take advantage of that resource. Hey, Mark, before you pray, can yeah. I just share a story? Because you know, Mark was just talking about calling into our helplines. And um, I had a situation where just last week at World Challenge, we had somebody that called in and he was uh, he was suicidal. Mm. Uh, the 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 um, our great team that's there, but I mean th- this man had uh, he was re- ready to take his life, and so they transferred it over to me as a pastor. Hey, mm. can you you talk with this man? And uh, actually, the, where the where the conversation began was, he said, you know, can, can you just tell me that if I pull the trigger, that I'm not going to go to hell? Well. I'm not going to tell you that <laughs> I'm going to go. The last thing I want to do is give him comfort in that moment. Sure, of course. So I was like, listen, you're answer, you're asking the wrong question. The right question is right now. Will you allow the Lord to help you to process through some things? Because he was at a place where there was so much brokenness mm-hmm. in his life that he would just the, the thought of even dealing with it was so much. And I was like, can, can you, first of all, <laughs> take your finger off the trigger <laughs> and let's begin to have a conversation mm-hmm. because Jesus want you to start walking through some of these things. So the question shouldn't be, am I going to heaven or hell? The question should be, Lord, can I invite you to come in relationship and begin to help me to walk through these things? And so before you pray today, I just want to encourage, man, there may be people that are some in some really desperate situations. Yeah, absolutely. And a prayer may not make it all go away. Right. Maybe you need to see somebody that's a pastor or a counselor. Well, or I maybe, know I know enough about this story to know you're continuing in dialogue with yeah. this guy. 
Yeah, almost every day I'm I'm on the phone with them, and and God has done some real victories there. He's telling me hey, no longer am I thinking that way, but He's still trying to process through process through some of the issues. Yeah. But that's that's the problem, and the the problem is is that we are flawed. It takes a decision to step into those areas and go. It's not going to be easy. It's not going to be a quick fix. It may not be one time or two times at the altar, but it is allowing God in relationship to come and to begin to move in some of those areas in your life because he is the restorer. He is the healer. He is our restoration. So restoration comes as we begin to let him get into some of those dark, cracked areas of our life. So I just want to say to you, as Mark's about to pray, and um, and we want you to believe God, that may not be the end of the process. It may be the first step of an incredible process to freedom and restoration. Well, I think, John, this is what you talked about earlier, about the belief mm. process. You know, the whole point of our prayer is that we're believing that God can actually bring Amen. restoration. Amen. You know, so I want to pray with you today. Father, thank you so much for your healing power. Lord, we thank you that you care for us. We thank you that though the enemy has tried to steal and to kill and to destroy, you have come to bring life. There's not one thing a person listening to this podcast today is dealing with that you cannot resolve, that you can't bring healing to. Lord, and so today we ask that you would step in in power. Lord, where faith is weak, Lord, where it's just minuscule, Lord, I pray that you would drop in the hearts of the people listening that whatever faith they have, it's enough. Yes, Lord, to cry out to you, Lord, and we ask and we believe that you are going to step in with great power and great authority to bring healing and restoration to lives in Jesus' name. Thank you for joining us today for Truth and Grace with John and Mark. We are living, loving, and leading in a broken world. Thanks so much for joining us. We know your time is valuable and we're so thankful you chose to spend it with us. I hope you were as encouraged as I was. Join us next time when we'll be discussing life transitions and our effort to help you live, love, and lead in a broken world. See you next time.